0: Advances
1: in prison rape or space
0: travel. <laughs> the Father of the and the Holy <laughs> Hello and welcome to Faux Fop, our guest, Charlie Clausens, this week. Ah, yes, there's two. It's mm-hmm. our first time we've got. Double Charlie Corsons, Uh are uh, Tom Gleason and Justin Helberson. Welcome, Charlie's.
2: Thank you. Okay. I, like, I like the idea of being Charlie's. Yes. I would like to be, uh, I reckon it'd be cool to be Charlie from Charlie's Angels. Oh, okay. I would like Why to, is that? Because you just. Because you
0: just like to be able to tell hot girls what to do.
2: Yeah. Go go out and like, and I'd give them proper missions. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, go and go and sort out that stuff. And I'll, you would have cameras, wouldn't you? Right. Mm. So it'd be pretty cool. But I'd be in my pajamas. <laughs> it
0: sounds very perverted. It yeah. sounds like you're just watching hot chicks fight and masturbating. No, I would respect <laughs> them. Do you think Charlie did that ever? Do you think they ever got a message from Charlie? And that uh, it was just Charlie going, "Hey girls, I've got a mission for you. Yeah. Take off your top." <laughs> oh, what are you doing, Charlie? Some, you? For some reason,
2: uh, Charlie <laughs> was Christian Slater and Pump yeah. Up the Volume. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> Re- reboot Charlie's Angels <laughs> with Christian Slater. He's grown up, he's left radio, and yeah. he's now yeah. in charge of Secret Agents.
0: Yeah. That would be a great Pump Up the Volume sequel. Yeah. Is that if he went from that rebel radio in Pump Up the Volume to just working at some commercial radio station, yeah it was now doing <laughs> secret sound and got your calls. That would be good. Talking about quarter-hour
3: maintenance. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> And <laughs> the, um, the secret sound is always him yeah. doing the Got same thing. What's the secret sound? Is oh. it you
0: masturbating again? Oh, yeah, God,
3: and you in c- Celebrity Gossip, he has to talk about Winona Ryder. And he's right. like, he f- feels a bit torn. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, but isn't she a person in this reality? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> this has gotten so confusing.
0: Uh, so uh, speaking of uh, uh, battles and wars, I thought, you know, seeing Tom's here. Yeah. And you've both been to war. Yes. But we could talk about you going to war. Oh, we're yeah. war heroes. Yeah, you're both yeah. war heroes. Well, we're, um, you didn't
2: oh. know this, did you? That, um, for, for people who don't know, uh, Tom and I at different times have performed in Afghanistan. And yes. You, when, when did you perform in Afghanistan? I've done two tours of duty yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, in 2006 and uh, uh, uh,
3: 2011. I I
0: think. Did you ever think about, ever oh, think uh, about <laughs> not going back? Did you ever think I've done my duty?
3: Uh, well, I do. I still suffer from post-traumatic stress. Yeah, I do. The first gig or the second gig? No, no. Just just remembering not being able to drink for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so Every now and then I'm sober and I'm like, oh, it takes me back. And yeah, sometimes I'm hallucinating and then I'm not, and it's like, oh, I'm having. <laughs> whenever whenever you're sober and you hear a chopper,
0: you hear suddenly in case i um... Yeah.
3: Unable to drink. Yeah, I just have a, like flashbacks where I'm just like sober for a bit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> But you know the the interesting thing is that I I don't I think I told you this but tell me if I'm wrong. Um, we're allowed to march on Anzac Day. What? Oh, have I not told you this? No, I didn't know that. No. Yeah, no. So uh, for for Will's fans who are overseas, uh, Anzac Day is a very important day in Australia where we it's recognise a
0: sort of holiday really. Yeah,
2: mm. and we recognise all the Australian and New Zealand troops uh that They've served yeah, in war. Who served the, their country. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're allowed to and it's all soldiers that march and we're allowed to march. You can go buy two up at a
0: RSL at four A. At
2: yep, where we are actually allowed to. And I I wow. know that is never going to happen because it would be embarrassing. Yeah, I know. Plus, it's the Monday
0: morning after the comedy festival. It is. I mean, it is how are morning. you guys ever going to get up for a dawn service yeah. the Monday morning after the comedy festival? We I, couldn't will just go. Yeah, I couldn't bring myself to do it. Yeah. We'll just go, right? go straight from the high-five bar. Straight there, yeah. <laughs> <Straight> there dressing <laughs> your Bollywood gear from the theme party at the end of the
3: Yeah. <laughs> 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 but also, the thing that I'd be worried about is, because it's butt up against the comedy festival as well, is if they didn't get the banner right, they'd think we're we'll taking we'll take the piss. Yes. Like, if you just saw all these various platoons and whatever, i look... Look, there's, the, right. there's the 39th Battalion from Kokoda and all these amazing, uh, you know, groups that have all this great history. And then you see three comedians, you mean limo, <laughs> yeah. with a can in her hand just walking down the street. <laughs> I just think that we've, we have we're trying to find a cab. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've accidentally stumbled I mean, onto this. The great thing in, in
0: Melbourne is you could actually stumble straight from the Hi Fi Bar down to the Shrine. Yeah. It's Only 800 metres walk. Yeah,
2: right. I've, yeah. Walked, I've walked further to get a taxi. Yeah, it,
0: now,
2: a... it now sounds
3: disrespectful <laughs> not to do it. I know. Yes. <laughs> it's now sounding like a dare. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> exactly. you're snubbing
2: it. Yeah. But uh, could you imagine the conversations? That's the that's the bit I like. Is you know, so uh, why are you here? Oh, I I took out six of the Taliban with one bullet. And why are you here? I took yeah. out most of the Viet Cong with a grenade. And why are you here? I punched Hitler in the cock. And and what about you, Justin? Oh, I told some dick jokes in Kandahar. <laughs> oh, Kandahar.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> And that's awkward, isn't it? How, how good are, uh, and this is something that took me by surprise, how good are medals? What do you mean? Well, you're presented with medals. Did after you get a medal? Every, yeah, I've got heaps of them. Are you serious? Why yep. Did you get medals still? No. Oh, you didn't get medals? No. Oh, my God. I must have been a real war hero. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I've got medals for every gig that I did, every Are camp that medals? I went to. Yeah.
0: What? And they're amazing. And you can wear them on your... You can probably display them.
3: I'm allowed to wear them when I march on Anzac Day. What? Actually, sorry, I did get a medal, but it was in a presentation thing. It's like a certificate or something. Oh, right. No, yeah. I got a certificate, but I've got medals. I was part of Operation Slipper. Is that what it was, called? Yeah, that's oh. it. no, that's the overarching operation oh, that's that's going on. But I was yep. part of it, and I believe right. I was a major as well. Don't you get a rank? Oh, on your diplomatic passport, I think you're a major. Right? How good's the a major? Yeah, that seems pretty good. Yeah,
2: I know. Uh, you know. Also, the best thing is, did you do this? You get your passport for the army, and you've right. got your own passport. And at one point, I'm looking at it, and I felt like Jason Bourne. Quick, I've got to get out of the country. I better go under this identity. But the problem is, the identity is still yeah. me. Yeah, right. <laughs>
3: Yeah. I'm trying to slip under. Are you Justin Hamilton? Damn, yes. it's the same identity. Yeah, and you get the diplomatic passport, too. I think it, like, expires two weeks after you get it. Right. Yeah. But it'd be more exciting if it So you expo- don't It have should it explode. It- <laughs> <laughs> so then you draw and you take it, because you forget to hand it in, and it's yeah. just... A a <laughs> little bit of smoke goes up oh, oh, man, it's
0: expired I, I just love the idea that for a fortnight after you get back from war you might have diplomatic immunity yeah. like you know you should be able to park wherever you want just for a fortnight yeah. like diplomatic immunity yeah. two weeks Yeah, two two weeks is fair I reckon Yeah, a fortnight yeah. for your war service Yeah, diplomatic immunity
3: oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great I like the fact that the most exciting example you could think of is parking wherever you want yeah. <laughs> I don't know like, it, I mean it does sound exciting don't get me wrong it's quite frustrating well, I didn't feel like
0: park. you should get a reward like, oh, you just know to kill people. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Just because fair, yeah. you told some jokes in Canada. Huh? Yeah,
3: yeah. But, but that f- would be good. Imagine that you got a week and you can you can just take out a citizen. Yeah. <laughs> and um, with no consequences. <laughs> that would be good. Government approved. Government approved. <laughs> that would be weird. For, like I would find it really hard just within that week to get up the courage to be able to kill somebody. Yeah. That would be the hardest part. Yep. Thinking of someone to kill would be easy. <laughs> that would be the bit that crippled me. <laughs>
0: Tom's actually going to war writing the list on the plane. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah, going to work out, you know, get a hit list. <laughs> I've only got a week. I'll do one a day. Did you... Um, just asking, asking all the SAS guys for tips. Yeah. Tom. So... Yeah, we well, if I was going back to Australia for two weeks and I was going to kill somebody, or maybe a few people, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what would be the best way to get that shit done? Just hypothetically,
2: asking for a moment. <laughs> They'd be up for it too, because they're up for a chat. Right, are they? Yeah, cool, because it's
0: someone new. So that's, I am interested in that. So how are you received by the... Because I've read Tom's book, yeah, uh, which is about this, and it mm. seemed like you're received by the soldiers quite well. They would like to be
3: friendly with you, is that right? Yes. Well, when you're in any camp, you're a change of scenery. Because all the soldiers in whatever camp they're in, their day-to-day life is pretty mundane. Punctuated, depending on where they are, on maybe extreme terror. But for the most part, they're doing the same thing every day, running into the same people doing the same thing. So you come in and you've got stories and they want to hear your stories, which seems strange because, you know, I think that they're the ones with the good stories. So but they've it's all like a story uh, standoff. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they've all seen their own stories. Exactly. They've yeah. been around for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, so they just just... Um, and, and the thing I liked the most was um you know you'd be at lunch or, or something like that and you'd just sit, you'd be sitting on your own and by the time you'd finished your lunch there were three people sitting around you chatting about whatever because people seem to also have time yeah. which is unusual just in our regular lives
2: yeah yeah you know yeah I mean? yeah yeah there's uh well once you've done you, what you have to do mm. there's not much else the the, the coffee you know, shop like the <laughs> it yeah. was uh, was
3: a hot Bed of people just hanging out and talking just talking rubbish all day i mean i remember on the last day i was there last time and we're just sitting around and we're all just talking crap with various soldiers What of people we've just met having a laugh one of these guys who was telling me this great story about how uh you know john howard was pretty good in a plane because he did personal security for prime ministers and that kevin rudd was a pussy and he's like <laughs> <laughs> he was saying, he's saying john howard you know he's a bit old and whatever but he would just sit there sure i think he was in the uh plane the time that there was a uh, you know you know, smoke went off, was in the news, and John Out had to escape out, yep. the, um, out the back of the Hercules. And he goes, you know, and, and oh bloody Kevin Rudd, he was a bloody, he was just, he was soft, mate. He just one one slight bang, and he'd be ah, crying like a girl. <laughs> and I'd have Kevin Rudd under my arm. It's all right, mate. It's all right. <laughs> so I'm having chats like this, and everyone's ebullient and great and sober and got spare time in a war yeah. zone. Then you get in the plane, fly, and then on, on my connection, I'm in Qantas Club it's free everything, you can drink as much as you want, everyone's fucking miserable and, yeah. it's, like, and it's like you would feel like that, that was the war zone, everyone's so depressed and just sitting there. Yeah. Real major bummer, you know. The soldiers are really
2: funny, aren't they? <coughs> yeah, yeah. The, the the main guy that looked after us, and I think you had did you have Robbo? Yeah, yeah, I did have Robbo. He's sixty four. Chris Franklin's birthday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: He might be, <laughs> Rob, uh, but Robo is 64. Did he seem like he was a bloke and a yobbo? Yes. Right. Well, <laughs> well yeah, it's, so sad. Yeah, it's definitely Maybe him. him. That's his description. but um, That's what the Taliban have got. They've got the poster of him that they want to destroy, and it's just yeah. like, uh, he's a bloke, yeah. and he's yeah. a yobbo, yeah. and his best mate's name is... Yeah. We get no description of Robbo in that song. Sort of now yeah. yeah. Robo could not look, may not look like mm. it at all. He might be very sophisticated.
2: Imagine that. Mm. Or it could be his lawyer. Mm. Right. <laughs> That's why he's really good yeah. friends with him. But, um, but Robbo is 64. His first war was Vietnam as a, as a teenager, or... Not teenager, but as a young man. Yeah. And uh, he's he's just pretty straight up, isn't he? Like when our plane yeah. got... Uh, something went wrong with our plane before we could uh, catch it and he's, he, his exact wording to me was, Hello, the plane's fucked, the engine's gone tits up, we're here another night. <laughs> and that's how we talked. <laughs> and he was hilarious. Yeah. But, you know, he's lived a life. I, I said to him, have you ever had a moment of pure terror? Like what uh, that, you know, that just really you know kind of changes the way you look at things and he was saying in Vietnam there was a point where he was chasing a Viet Cong uh, person through the jungles following uh, his trail of blood and he had that moment of going I don't want to be here and there is nothing I can do except continue to move forward so he's lived a life you know but yeah. he's also... But that's kind of sums up what his attitude is as well, mm. which is, mate, whatever, fuck it, yeah, you've got it, yeah, tits up, there you go. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs>
0: right. He's, so what happens beforehand? How does this all work? Because I'm quite fascinated by it and I've never done it myself. So, mm. did that, so do you have to do any training before you go?
3: Uh, you do... They, it's not really training, is it? You it's just, just there's a few... It's a briefing. A briefing, that's what it is. Yeah. It. You kind of just get told kind of what's going to happen. I suppose they just don't want you to go over there and go, hang on, no-one told me that was going to happen. No-one we- to no told me there'd be bombs and guns. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Right. which is from the, some of the stories I heard about other people who went, they obviously don't pay attention in the briefing. Like, there was one person I, uh, who freaked... Like, one of the videos you have to watch when you get into Taran Cow is really confronting. Like, they explain to you, if a bomb comes, this is how... You have to deal with it, which is lay prone on the ground. They explain the physics of how a bomb explodes and why that gives you the best opportunity to survive it. Mm. And anyway, and then they show you footage of a, a poor. Person who hasn't done that and had their j- jaw blown off, mm. and it's confronting. Yeah. But oh, this girl who
0: that was. That would certainly the, make you pay attention on Qantas if a video like that came up. Holy the start. shit.
3: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would...
0: G'day, I'm Michael Clark, and I used to have a jaw. Uh,
3: yeah. <laughs> G'day, Captain. <laughs> Just, but you know what the weird thing is, though? You fly off, and like you would get numb to it. You'd be yeah. like, ah, oh, bloody Clark. Uh, yeah, put yeah. your jaw back on. That's right, it's still be <laughs> talking. <laughs> You would just be... We get it. You don't yeah. have a jaw. Well, he hasn't got a jaw. Can we just get on the... Can I? Seriously. I don't want to turn off my phone. I'm reading the magazine. <laughs> but so, the so, drink's trolley. <laughs> I've got a jaw. I know how to drink.
2: <laughs> I can put something to my lips and smack them with delight. <laughs> Bring a drink with a straw for Clarky. Of course, it'll it'll all be subtitles. Yeah, Yeah. right.
3: And also, there are a variety of people flying too. Some people would be there for the first time and they'd be screaming and (laughs) (laughs) hollering. While you were like this. You need that drink even more. Keep Keep it down. I've never been on a plane before. Get over it. Yeah, calm down. It's just just Clarky.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Remember, (laughs) this is what happens when you don't tuck if a cricket ball smacks
3: you in the face. It was good because he got rid of his neck tats. <laughs> got him some respect. Does he have neck tats? Probably. No, no I don't think no, so. No, he, no. he has doesn't. tats. Yes. He's got yes. a sleeve. That's right.
0: But yeah. he doesn't have a neck tats. Yeah. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Still got time. Yeah, give him time. <laughs> yeah. but,
2: um, you were saying that there was someone who oh, yeah, so was the, not quite prepared for that. Yeah. No, she had no idea and was screaming and oh. was, yeah, like really freaked out and... Uh, yeah. Wasn't coping with it at all. There was another person. Do they
0: have a Funniest Home Videos version that they can show her? <laughs> like, where they just put a boing oing Yeah. Like.
2: <laughs> with a great voiceover. <laughs> Gee, he really should have listened to Robbo. <laughs> His face has gone tits up.
3: <laughs> Here's the top five should have listened to Robbo's. <laughs> 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 To round the point home. The Army would do that, though, weirdly enough, because an interesting thing about the briefs is... Well, it's not interesting, it's the boring thing about the briefs is that they're very particular because everyone has to understand everything all the time. of course. So they make safety demonstrations on an aeroplane look uh, like fleeting and uh, subtle. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, I imagine. Military precision. Military precision with no room for doubt. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. it can get annoying. And I, I did talk about this in my show that I did about it a couple of years ago, and about how I had a I did have someone explain to me how to wash my hands. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and you would have got yeah. that, Here's the soap. Use the soap, and then after that, you have to dry your hands. You can yeah. use the towel or the blow dryer. I'll leave that choice up to you.
0: Yeah. That kind of stuff. Right. Do they give you the choice of just wiping your hands on your pants?
3: No, <laughs> like, no, 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 that was, no. That was not in the handbook. Right. No. And you could even say that. Can I can I wipe my hands on my pants? And I'd be like. There's a towel there and a blow right. right
2: in the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, how many times are you told don't drink the water? Oh yeah. So yes, many so times. Hang on, what's this? Don't drink the water. Don't drink the water, don't open okay. your mouth while you're in the shower. But that's like going out
0: Yes. yes. So, <laughs> no, there's,
3: a lot, there's a lot of fluoride in that water. It's good for you. No, I say
0: what, because the water is what poisonous is it? Like, well, I mean, it, it, is it? Like, you
3: get food poison. Like well, well, they just can't guarantee the um, quality of the water. They, it's just like kind of barley or something
2: like that. Right. Yeah, and like in Taran Cow, there was a, a moment, this is going to get graphic people, but there was a moment where I had to go to the toilet, went to a cubicle, opened it, went, oh, there's poo in there, went to the next one, opened it, went, oh, there's poo in there. I thought I'll go to another one, went to another one, opened up, went, oh, that's not good. And then went to another one, opened it, and went, oh my God, this smells like death. And then I I closed the door, and that's when I realised I've got to read signs more carefully. That was called the gastro toilet. Oh. That's how prevalent it is. there, is, oh. there was a cubicle for wow. gastro. Oh no, that is horrific. They should no. have one of
0: those at music festivals.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> that'll be handy. The big day out should take note. Get some ex-military guys in next year. <laughs> sort yeah. it out. So, um, how long do you go away for?
3: I was... It's a really short time, actually, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I think I went two weeks and two and a half weeks the first time and a week the second time. Yeah, I was about 11 but days. But the first time I went, there was a Iraq in there as well. Right and the second time it wasn't there so yeah. it's half as long it's a bigger tour back then yeah. yeah I mean we were just at war with more countries yeah <laughs> it,
0: it was just a bigger tour there was more of a circuit yeah, yeah. Yep. but that's what the circuit goes through there's yeah,
3: times where everywhere has a room that's why I'm campaigning and for North Korea to hurry up and get, right. get yes. it happening because that could be, another, there could be another leg of gigs Oh, and uh, so, so much hilarious local yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we've all seen MASH yeah oh exactly yeah <laughs> I'll do the whole gig wearing a Hawaiian shirt and a dressing gown yeah <laughs> <laughs> Also, doing dodgy Asian accents will come back into fashion again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's
3: like, oh, racism's okay as long as it's like against a, an enemy that you're at war with. Yeah. Yes. I think it is okay. That's
0: it's
2: fine. That was my justification. Man, I watch the the Craig Ferguson show every night and, he, you know, like the jokes he makes about the Taliban are, well, they're racist. Yeah, it
3: right. doesn't show much understanding. Yeah.
0: No. It, but there's that sort of thing of like if someone's at war with you
3: you're allowed to be as racist as you want yeah war really. is like, war's like the ultimate racism yeah yes yeah well, yes right. <laughs> yeah. and also um, if you're prepared to shoot somebody yeah that's right
0: yeah, yeah. because of the yeah. colour of their skin and where they're from
3: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's as racist as you can <laughs> that's 100%. a 100% racist yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: on a scale of 1 to appearing on Hey Hey Saturday right. that yeah, is yeah, yeah. right up near Hey Hey Saturday yeah I think yeah.
0: if like um, someone shot someone of another race in front of Harry Connick Jr he would have the right to be offended by that.
3: Yeah. He, well, to let his dad, past comment. Right, yeah. yeah.
0: His dad worked I just want war.
3: to let everyone know that I'm not comfortable with that person being shot.
0: Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm giving him two points. <laughs> But He had a lovely smile. <laughs> <laughs> two, two it's a devastating score. So, uh, so you get your little briefing. Your yeah. little brief. Well, you get your, your briefing. Yes. And then do you get immediately go,
3: or is that like a, a pre- no, it's previous weeks to... before? Isn't it? Uh, it's also a bit of a meet and greet with you, <laughs> the other performers you're with.
2: Well, my, mine was the the day before. Oh, okay. But I, because I had to fly into Sydney, mm. so I was there with. Um, uh, uh, ben Gillies' new band, Bento, mm-hmm. uh, Ben Gillies from Silverchair, who I taught the uh, the term bronzing up, and he thought that was the funniest thing he'd ever heard and actually asked in the briefing, will there be any occasions to bronze up? And Robbo said, mate, what's that? And he explained it to him, and Robbo's like, oh, right, okay, well, I don't think that will happen. Why? Yes. <laughs>
0: Bro, I was like maybe if you hide, have to hide some from some kong,
3: yeah, yeah.
0: In, in a gastro latrine,
3: <laughs> yeah, you may need to bronze up, or just a... if you use the gastro machine, you might inadvertently bronze up. Right. Yeah, You're self bronzing. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually it's, it's the five star of bronzing up, really. Yeah, <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah, you don't even need your hands; just roll around in there for a while. It is very much a spray tan.
0: It's yes. <laughs> Like if someone else is in there, it's, but it's like going for a spot. Yeah.
3: yeah. But the you weird thing, thing is, it like and... defeats purpose, though, because the whole point of bronzing up is to keep someone away from you. Yes. people would just stay away from the gastro toilets anyway. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> exactly. The, uh, what was Iraq like? Was that scarier than uh, Afghanistan? No, Afghanistan felt like the real bit on my trip, because when we went to Iraq... The bases that I went to, one was in the middle of Baghdad in the middle of the green zone, but that was like an administrative centre. Right. So that was more diplomats and that kind of thing, but you were right in the centre of a really, really big green zone. Right. So you were far, a long way away from Iraq and uh, the actual Iraq where Iraqis live. But the, uh, and then the other part we went to was Talil, which was a training base, and again, that was sort of in a quieter area. Yeah. It wasn't anywhere near Fallujah or the places that were very dangerous at the time. Yeah, right. but then when we went to Afghanistan, we were the first entertainers to go in and, and do a show in Tarinkot, and that was that felt like the outer limits. Like when you went to Tarinkot, it probably had all been it's all been developed a bit. When we were there, I think it had only been there twelve months, Oh, so right. it was still a base that was. Now that's not true; it had been there longer. But the Australians had only just got there recently. I think the base had already been there. So uh, infrastructure-wise, they were they were putting in drainage and things like that. Right. So half the camp was just like mud.
2: Well, they're tearing it down. At that's right, so yeah, we're, that's we're, right.
3: they're finished now.
2: Yes, yeah, so or we're getting close. Getting close, and so you're there and you're watching this, this place be dismantled. So you just made it, really. Yeah,
3: yeah. You're like the guy who signed up just as, before the bombs were dropped on Hiroshima. You're like, yeah. oh, I just want to see some action. Yeah, this is, uh, <laughs> I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> no, it's good, it was perfect uh, timing.
0: I got yeah. through. You can march on Anzac Day.
2: I've got medals. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you still went to war.
2: Yeah. We, did you ever get any codes? Uh what what do you mean like, we, we got a
3: code red on our opening oh, night Oh no 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 what well, I had a I what you've been through is quite horrific I didn't have anything like that the worst I had was a flare blowing out the side of a Hercules to as a deterrent for a heat seeking missile that wasn't there yes, was a procedure but that's right. that's about it
2: Uh on our first night after Taran we the the gig went well and yeah. you know it was fun and standing around talking we got a code red which is telling you to get back to your get back to your room and your right. room's like a bunker it's like it's like season two of lost Yeah,
0: <laughs> just, everyone's like why's Justin downstairs just like putting numbers into a computer every hour yeah i was working out to certain records it's like <laughs> i was getting ready and anyway
2: i i'll be honest i was in the middle of a conversation and i moved so quickly i feel like i finished off the conversation in my room without anyone there so it's like if someone was saying mm. to me what do you think of the gig I was like oh man I had such a good code red code red next thing is me in that room in my pyjamas talking to no one saying time and I can't wait for the next one
0: <laughs> I love that in that scenario you move so quickly but still put on your pyjamas yes
1: <laughs> like...
0: I want to be comfy <laughs> <laughs> Before I can continue this,
3: i better get in my Javi's.
0: Yes. <laughs> if I'm going to die, I want to die in my Javi's. I want to die It's so funny. I That's kind of feet. like
3: your life, though, because normally when you're out, out <laughs> having fun, when you go home, you'll just suddenly be at home in your pyjamas. <laughs> <laughs> you, you treat code red bomb morning's the same way as a yeah. treat a night out <laughs> well this is done yeah yeah it's kind of like you thought oh so your first saw probably wasn't oh my god there's going to be a bomb it's like oh my god I get to go to bed now
0: yeah right? in fact tired. you should bring that into your life you should just literally at that point where you've decided you want to go home just go code red code red, red. <laughs> <laughs> he's, <you>. he's out <laughs> what <laughs> happened to Justin code red yeah. he's at home in his pajamas <laughs> right now finishing that sentence yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, man, that, that, that gets the blood up. Yeah, yeah. So, why was there a code red? Was there actually something happening? Nobody told us, but uh, when we were allowed to you know, leave our rooms and uh, went to brush my teeth uh, using bottled water, I uh, stood on the balcony and I watched uh, helicopters dropping red flares into the mountainside, which was kind of equal parts awe inspiring, horrific, and mm. kind of beautiful. At the yeah. same point, you yeah. know? It was very weird. Yeah, right. Yeah, and you go, I don't know what's going on out there. And then when you talk about it, everyone's like, oh, you know, it's blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I, going, I was Walls always stuff? suspicious yeah, of that stuff. I what was devs?
3: suspicious. I had a feeling what, that there was a, that they were, no, I had a feeling that our minders, when I was there, I think that they were suppressing information. Yeah. for the purposes of the entertainers not freaking out. Really? Yeah. I think that we were managed. I could feel that we were managed. Yeah. So, and that, that, that's, and that makes coats. sense. But yeah. it's weird, though, because I'm used to people just telling me what's happening. Right. And I'm quite a curious person. So I like when I was there, yeah, I, I would be saying to the guy, um, I was there with the McClymonts. Uh, they're like country music, uh, their three sisters, and their country music act. And uh, also Alan Caswell. And uh, this guy, Adrian Ross, who played uh, Didgeridoo. But anyway, so I'd often be standing with Molly McClellan, who's, like, 19. And, um, yeah, so I'd be like, so you know how we got, you know, these uh, bulletproof vests? uh, Like, we're wearing... We don't need to be wearing it now, do we? This is obviously just a protocol thing. And they're like, yeah, yeah, it is just a protocol thing, but just leave it on all the same. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd be like, and I'd look, and I'd think, oh, yeah, well, she's 19, and probably... She yeah. probably doesn't need to know that we actually need this on at the moment. So yeah. that kind of thing would happen all and the And then time. when you moved, they took her
2: aside and said, look, we're worried about Tom. Yeah. So
3: uh, we're just hiding it from him. Yeah. <laughs> she, she was fine. She's like, yeah, fair enough, because yeah. he would freak out. <laughs> He's in his early 30s. Sort of like. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, But that would be it. I like, so if I could just take it off now. And they're like, no, leave it on. You're like, oh, OK, better. No. So
0: are you in military clothes? What are you wearing apart from the... Arm? You wear
3: King G workwear is what I wore, but they seem yeah. to get more and more lax with that as time wore on. They they seem to say that we had to have... They liked us all to be dressed the same more just as a, I don't know, a, a, an aesthetic thing or something. Yeah. A stylistic choice. Yeah. Kind of, but right. I think it's just King G workwear, essentially.
2: Yeah, I don't think uh, going to one of these camps is a time to bring uh, the introduction of individualism.
3: Yes, right. in
0: any way. So yes. the whole idea is not about. No, They don't want people suddenly yeah. going, I'm an individual.
3: Yeah, no, you can't right. trust me. And also, I suppose, to an outside observer, you just look like. <laughs>
0: Which just... <laughs> is why they couldn't book Mark Jacko Jackson. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. <'Cause laughs> he's an
0: Otherwise, they want to... <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you going to do that, I'm an individual shit? And he goes, That's all I've got. Yeah. <laughs> I like, say, Well, you can't come on the tour. I can
2: only be the energizer guy yeah. for the opening five. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got to, I've got to finish with my song.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start with Oi, Oi, Oi. Yeah. And then I'm going
3: to move yeah. on to go from there but I think it was part practical <laughs> too just so you didn't um, you know rip your clothes between oh, the like yeah, Hercules and all that kind of thing. they're all sort of a bit rough Man, to sit in how, how exciting is the Hercules for the first 15 minutes yeah. and then it's just painful well what do you mean well it's, it's like a-, a cargo bay pretty much with seats along the sides and it's very noisy you've got to put in earplugs so you don't go deaf you know and um, when you're in there it's, it's a lot to take in but then you know four hours because it's one of the flights is like a, the equivalent of Sydney to Perth in distance but you're in a cargo plane Right, but the and upside so of that is you can just walk around, so, which is quite nice. It makes me think that you know, Quantum will get onto that. Just fuck off all the seats and just have the passengers down the side. Yeah. And then, like once you're up in the air, they just the seat belts off and everyone just wanders around just wanders. like a cocktail party. Right. Would be quite yeah, nice. <laughs> that'd be good. it would be nice. It'd go quicker. No DVT. Happy yep. days. Yep. <laughs> no DVTs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: very hard to protect against flamboyant terrorists, though, you know what I mean? Yes. Because if they're the life of the party, no one knows that they're, like, you know, swanning up towards the pilot. (laughs) They won't stand out. Um,
3: So, what, there's no entertainment or anything, I guess, on there, so, like, what do you do for four hours? Books. Books Books is the best thing. I read Flags of Our Fathers when I was on that trip, but I like, even that had nothing to do with that particular uh, thing, it was... It was good to read about people who are in a worse situation than me. Right. <laughs> you know, reading about the landing of Iwo Jima and stuff like that, you're re- it's like, oh, man, gee, this this is quite luxurious on this Hercules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: the, uh, we had, talking about trying to maintain the... Uh, the the, the orderly nature of everything that's going on. When we were in Kabul... Uh, no, sorry, we were in Kandahar about to fly to Kabul mm. in the waiting area a TV was on and uh, the news was that uh, a suicide bomber had just gone off in Kabul mm. and uh, and I saw that and went, oh, that's not good and the, the people in charge were like, no, nah, no, nah, don't worry about it. It happens every day. Don't worry about it. It's, it's fine. Let's get blasé. Eh? Yeah, and it's like, yeah, but that might happen every day for you, but yeah. I'd like to see 500
0: people at the comics lounge and me
2: just say, like, don't worry about it, just, just do 30. Yeah, It'll yeah. be right.
0: <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. You know. Or you just like hate to have to go to the comics lounge every night and know that someone was going to blow up at some such. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which, I, I've seen it happen. Right.
2: <laughs> and that gig, that
0: could happen. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: You never know. I, um, I told you about the heckler. Tell us. Uh, there was haven't a, told the podcast I audience. haven't told the podcast audience. There was a heckler at the Comic Slams where I'm performing for the Melbourne Comedy Festival, and the the
0: guys that work, there are big guys, aren't they? Yeah. They're, they're about your height. I'd say th- th- they're. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, they're big guys. They're like six foot three, I reckon. Yeah. At least, yeah. Right. Oh. Stacked,
2: You know, yeah. they're built guys. And anyway, there was, a, uh, there was a dude who'd been heckling throughout the show, but he was hidden somewhere in the dark and they couldn't find him. So before I came on stage as the headliner, he decided he was going to sit up the front. And he must have been doing it to try and amuse his mates at the oh, back. Right, right. So he's sitting up the front and I've been... He's kind of... Uh, he's heckled Monty Franklin as the host. He's dealt with him as best as he can because he's trying to get me on. I've walked out and he's still yelling and he's, he, he's a UK guy and he's kind of giving me the hands, you know, got his arms crossed thinking he's the man. And I was saying to him, you should stop because the guys at work here are massive and if you keep talking, they'll come for you. And he kept giving me shit. And I was saying to him, You don't understand. They are coming for you. And what was great about this was he was so close to the front. He had his back to everything behind him and they were coming for him. Yeah. Like they were in the du- <laughs> The rest of the audience is watching these big guys move through the dark. They're all positioned behind Aww. him and he's still getting cockier. And I said, I swear to God, I'm happy for you to stay, but you're going to go. And he said something and they swooped and they. Said you should leave and he kind of freaked out and tried to push one of them and that gave them the excuse to lift him up. And I said, I don't even know what you're doing. That's not even the big one. And on cue, Grantley came from the other side of the room and he is massive. <laughs> massive. And I've said, Holy shit, it's about to happen. And so they've dragged him out. And then I've turned around to yeah. the audience and said, Well, that's a this is a tough way to start a gig, but we can all feel good about the knowledge that he's now dead. Yeah. <laughs> he's dead and we're all in on this and what we need to do is get our alibi tight. Right. Because we're gonna have to rely on each other. Exactly. I want us all to be free to enjoy yeah. the Herald Sun tomorrow when we read about someone who disappeared on Errol Street. <laughs> you were essentially the
0: safety demonstration at the start of the... Yes. And he ignored it. Yeah. He was blase about the dangers yes. were coming his way. <laughs> it's interesting. It was, a, it was such a great visual to see yeah. these guys just swarming God. through the... Do you get heckled at all on your war gigs? Or is it like, are they so disciplined that they don't heckle? Because that, that's an interesting...
3: Thing. I don't really remember there being any heckling. There's a, there's a little bit of sort of... I mean, you know, there's there are, the army's full of smartasses. I know yeah. that. Like, I remember, I went on Christmas Day. I had uh, got invited to a lunch with all the um, training staff at Talil in Iraq, and I remember there was one guy who was the funny guy, like right. in, in inverted commas, yeah. kind of self-appointed and probably tolerates <laughs> it a bit. And I just, and he was just really like trying to be funny, like and put me down so yeah. I just had to destroy him <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just so I could eat I, just, I wouldn't normally like normally I wouldn't yeah. really compete in a social situation because right. it's like you know I'll just keep it for a gig and whatever and I don't really care but he was just pinging away so much I, he was an easy target so I just yeah. made fun of him and all these, made all these mates laugh at him
0: you had to bring out your special SAS moves though yes right? my you little like, special moves yeah, yeah here we go yeah. I can do this mate yeah, you I I made can. me do yeah. this <laughs> I didn't want to do this you made yeah. me like
3: Bruce Banner yeah <laughs> <laughs> you
0: you wouldn't like me when I'm funny.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. people are just going, man. Oh mate, you don't want to. You don't want to make him witty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to like him when he's witty. Evil yeah. oh, yeah. shit on yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh man. <laughs> but yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Those people are always fascinating,
3: aren't they? Yeah. People who decide to have a bit of a crack. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. They just get too confident. I had a person last night, actually, in my show, announced that he was had just got engaged. But it's pretty ballsy. Like I hadn't done any show yet. i pretty much just walked out, and he was at the very back of the room, yelled out that he was engaged. But it, <laughs> but he was lying. You could just tell he was lying. That made me dislike him straight away. Oh uh, yeah. Like I mean, if you're gonna,
0: yeah. Like with, for example, I get sometimes people who think they'll be really funny
3: in the front row. They'll oh, fuck you up. But yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I still like at least dealing with facts or something or right. things that are actually in the room. Like, if you're a stranger yelling out fictions at me, it doesn't mean anything it's no at all. It just confuses Nothing. people. Nothing, you know. I'm 58 got you a good one. I'm actually 27. I mean what can you do, what can you do, what can you do with that? You know? <laughs> right. But that's what he was like. I was just, and so I just kept trying to get to the bottom of the fact that he wasn't, like was he engaged or not and it was, and then I sort of tried to explain that it was actually everyone else was out and they probably didn't care about his engagement. And then I felt bad because I thought, fuck, what if he is engaged? It's a big day when you get engaged. So it's very exciting. And now he's, now he's like, he's, it, this has gone from a special day to a really shit day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had this really cross purposes. But anyway, I came out and and uh, all the staff at the Melbourne Comedy Festival assured me that it was made up and that he was a dickhead and then I felt okay again. Right. And also, but I was feeling sort of But even if right.
0: he had gotten that gaze that day and he was being a dickhead, then maybe you gave that woman an, <laughs> an insight yeah. into yeah. the fact that like, yeah. you know, their life was gonna be terrible together.
2: Or maybe Tom uh, had inadvertently made him a better person. Right. Because he realised, oh maybe like I've got an engaged but I'm still a wanker. Yeah, yeah. I've got a I think Tom's shown me the light.
0: <laughs> right, maybe. It's a turning point. Yeah. Let's, let's do something nice while we're here because this is a, a good moment mm. uh, to speak about engagements, <laughs> yes. uh, which is this. Uh, uh, some very, very big fans of this podcast. Well, uh, Jala and Adam have just got engaged. Oh, nice and one. And Jala's a big fan of the podcast. And yep. in, in fact, at one stage, uh, Adam, who is uh, the brother of James Fosdyke, who does all the art for our podcast and yep. did mm-hmm. my poster and stuff this year, He contacted me and we were going to maybe even do something on the podcast too because he wanted to do a, you know... Uh, Something special. Yeah. Something special. He ended up doing something else and it was very romantic, but I did want to give them a shout-out, seeing that uh, at some stage that it was going to happen on this podcast.
3: Well, so long as it actually happened, congratulations. Yeah. (laughs) It's a real one. Yeah, okay. That would be... Something you can feel good about. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So we've evened out the balance. Yeah. There was
0: an imaginary one and there was a good
3: one. And he didn't yell it out in the wrong place. He probably told you quite politely.
0: I did once, um, a a guy did arrange to ask his girlfriend to marry uh, him in my show. Right. Uh, yes. Which I, I did. It was in Brisbane. Yeah. Yep. Um, and because he got in contact with me and then, you know, we're big fans and we met at your show. Or that, that One of their first dates been been at one of my shows or something. And he said, I'd love to do it, like, you know, at the start of your show, if I could do that. And all I said to him was, we can do it, but we're doing it at the end. Because yes, if yes. she says no, I can't then do my show. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> that is right. it's, I've, yeah. Got, I've got some skills, but I can't. I can't do an entire hour after she's turned you down in front of yeah, all these people. Yes, we yeah. have to do it at the end. Everyone's just
3: going to be feeling the dread. Right. I think there must be a code with women, though, where, and that's just presuming that the man proposes to the woman. can't happen the other way around. That's what happened with me. But um, that I reckon that if you were in a public situation, like, if I got proposed to in a right. public situation, say I yes, would say and you yes, yes and off. then walk outside and go, no. Have you have you seen footage? And I walked back inside and I said, "I said no up there.
1: <laughs> Fuck you all." <laughs>
3: Now try and
2: enjoy the Lakers. <laughs> have, have you ever seen footage when when someone says no? Like you, I've seen oh, it. I've seen footage man. of it at sporting yeah, events, sporting and, events that. and stuff. It's horrific. Oh, yeah. and, and the girls always kind of like uh, each time they're kind of laughing, but not because they find it funny. But it's like, how do I
0: cope with this? It's yes. Like, oh, no. Yeah. I, I don't <laughs> think yeah. that no ever means yes, but I think sometimes with public proposals, we've got to accept that yes sometimes means no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <I> <laughs> someone, say, someone says yes publicly, yeah. that does not actually mean yes yeah. necessarily. You know, yeah. Is it going to
3: take? You just don't
0: know. Yeah. Is yeah. it going to grab on?
2: I'm, I'm going to do a forward sell okay. of, of 10 months mm-hmm. for you. I, have a, right. I Are you getting
0: engaged?
3: No. Oh, no, this, uh, is the, this is the opposite of commercial radio. Coming up in yeah, 10 months. Coming yeah. up in 10 months. Or, so, sometime after September. I read so Carl
0: Sanderland's book, by the way. Was it yep. coming up in 10 months? Well, no, but literally he did resets in the book, like oh. he would on radio. Coming up was, in the next chapter. Yeah. He'd do forward sales, <laughs> and then he'd do a bit of like. Uh, you know as I mentioned earlier it's like uh, we know that we're reading the book yeah, yeah. no one has come in at page 30 we don't need to reset yeah we just read those pages uh, it was ridiculous can you throw to phones? yeah
3: <laughs> like you ask a question then there's just a blank page where you can write in your answers yeah, yeah. there was a whole cha- I'm Tanya
0: from Parramatta, and the what I think is there was a whole chapter where you have to actually put yourself on a lie detector. Yeah. And, and answer a series of questions. They were very personal questions. Uh,
2: secret Sand was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Snap. Uh, is it a twig? <laughs> Someone clicking their fingers. <laughs> it's a dragon. <laughs> but, um, uh, so I'll be able to tell this story after September of... Someone, uh, a friend of mine, has planned a very elaborate engagement oh, proposal, oh. and it's a it's a cracking idea. And I feel pretty positive that it's going to work out all right. And it's happening in about September. It'll be will happen in September. So right. people who live at So the they're Sun-
0: planning to get good enough at AFL football to win the Norm Smith Medal in a grand final, and then propose that because that, that would be the best proposal right. for September. For September,
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> win a premiership, win a medal, win yeah. a heart. Right. <laughs>
3: In yeah, the this, in the the ring
0: <laughs> like, uh, this this premiership and this medal are fantastic, but they're worth nothing if Narelle won't marry me. <laughs> oh Will my. you marry me, Narelle? <laughs> <laughs>
2: There's Narelle. The now, guy, fuck yourself.
1: <laughs> she like she walks out
3: wearing footy gear, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That'd be good. laughs> but, um... But...
2: People, uh, people who listen to the podcast just just remind us, okay, because we'll forget. Of course, yes. but so if they remind us, we'll come do September,
3: it. you know what I'm we'll thinking? I'm feeling like your Clark Kent, how uh, Clark Thank Kent you. knows <laughs> Superman, and you oh. and you're like, oh yeah, I've, I've got this friend. who yeah. in Ten months is going to, oh really? Yeah, like is it you? Maybe? Yeah, yeah.
2: I can't so. answer that. <laughs> I would be devastated if I was engaged in by September.
0: Why? Yeah, really?
2: Why, yeah, i might, might be you might have really been, happy. Yeah,
0: You might have met the love of your life.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'll lose my edge. Oh. <laughs> Don't feel like that. Be happy. No, I am happy.
0: Yeah, but be ha- maybe you find someone to be happy with.
2: Yeah, but I get you, the impression that she'll
3: not let me hang out with you guys. Yes, if you, well, you if you take out all the scraps in that sense, you just pretty much said, I'd be devastated to be happy. I would be. <laughs> I wouldn't know That's how to... That's what you actually said. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't know how to feel comfortable. If I was happy, I'd be devastated. <laughs> yeah, because then what would
2: I <laughs> and be? And us
0: you wouldn't be happy anymore, so you'd be
2: fine. And I'd have no idea. you solve edge. your
0: own problems. No, all right. Because well, you'd maybe. be unhappy about the fact that you were happy. Yeah. Well, I'm going to propose to someone. Which would give you, you yeah, right, Just anyone. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> just anyone. Wouldn't this be... That would be the great payoff to this podcast, though. Yeah. Have ten months from this podcast. We do a wedding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, just the proposal ten months from now. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And then mm. after that, we'll yeah, plan the wedding. But Two years. Yeah. It'll be like one of those. It's like a teen movie. It's like a, you know, forty dates in forty nights, or like you know, some sort of thing where you have to find a partner in yes. for a thing. Yeah. Maybe that's what you need. Maybe that's the kick up your ass you need. What you does that mean? Quest. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like maybe that's how you get into the next period of your life. Yeah. It'd yeah. be a great comedy festival show next year. Yeah. Oh. That would be win good. Win the Barry.
2: It's a great hook. Get
0: married to win the Barry. Yeah. That'd be, yeah. The Mary Barry double.
2: Yeah. My first Mary Barry double. Never been done. No, never no. <laughs> It's a tough one to pull yeah. off. <laughs> I can't wait to get married. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, I love you.
0: <laughs> get in touch. <laughs> we could do that. That's a very commercial. In fact, I think Lemo did that, didn't he? Didn't Lemo do 50 dates in 50 nights? In or Adelaide. In Adelaide? Yeah, mm-hmm. he dated
2: one of our friends. One of the dates was with Fred while she was dressed as a clown.
0: Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> he would do this thing on the radio where yeah. every night he would go on a, a different date with another yeah. person.
3: Yeah. Well, wow, I just find being on air on the radio every day amazing.
2: Yeah, <laughs> right. so he went on. He went You're on. Like going to... and doing other things. He went on 50 dates, and that's why he now lives in Melbourne. <laughs> right. <laughs> he has 50 children. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Did I win a prize? Uh, well, how do you feel about motherhood? Yeah. <laughs> the, the joy of life. There you go. Lamey. <laughs> how do you feel about splitting an inheritance with 50 other people? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's why Limo
3: works so hard now. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a lot of coin. That would be amazing. Imagine having that, that many stepchildren. Like <laughs> Imagine oh, if it did 50 about. days of each other. <laughs> need no. the birthday. It's had to be a birthday season. Oh, you know, like two months of birthdays. Oh, we're coming up to July. You know how
2: hard July is. Oh, yeah, the poor bugger. <laughs> he's just from 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 July till the middle of September. He's just he's just in mire in the <laughs> toy store. Limo <Believe laughs> mulling vouchers.
0: He, he call it a his Hawthorne membership drive. <laughs> 50, 50 new Hawthorne fans. <laughs> Bring them to the club. Here's another membership. Every day.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Make a great photo with them all wearing the brown and gold scarves.
0: <laughs> Harold Sutter go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We should tell Limo to admit to them. <laughs> Mike Mike Sheen could do rank Lemo's kids the top fifty. Yeah, imagine.
2: Imagine, imagine Gertrude coming in at 17 and everyone yeah. devastated by it because they thought she had a pretty good year at three. Oh,
0: she's been great for the last two years. She really dropped off since she's turned four. <laughs> <laughs> she just lost her charm. <laughs> Anyway, we probably shouldn't talk about Lemo's Dating Life all the time. Mm. Uh, how's your festival, me and Tom? Has it been a fun festival?
3: Uh, yeah, it's been good fun. I've enjoyed it. My parents just saw my show, like on the weekend, which was. Uh, Is that the first time they've seen it? Yeah. First time they've seen this show, yes. which was exciting for me because it was. I was outing myself as someone who's not religious. Well, I wasn't outing myself, it was just a bit of an issue because they're quite devout. Yes. And it's been great because um, they've seen my show many years in a row. Uh, which is and they're into it, but I do sort of push the limits a little bit of taste in my show and I can't complain you know I can't claim to be the most edgy comedian ever, but you know it's the thing that I'm really enjoying is I find that the our conversations move forward. By decades, sometimes after they've seen a show, so it's good to hear about their they... doubts about religion and what they think. And it's oh, like right. it's like it's a really unsubtle way of reminding them that I'm an adult. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. by having a, by being able to talk about issues that I think about, you know, to a full room that's laughing a lot. So how bad can it be? Yeah, yeah it's
0: really good. That is interesting because I often feel with my life because obviously yeah. I obviously don't talk to my parents because my, like my, my dad, you know, lives on the road that he was born on, doesn't drink, married the first woman he ever kissed, you know. Yeah. Um, we have very different lives the other day there was a big uh, thing in the dairy industry uh, and he explained to me for an hour about how the changes to this one dollar milk and this company they're involved in and how it was good for the dairy industry and for 55 an hour he explained every detail of that to me and I sat there and I nodded and I asked questions as I wasn't engaged and I did not understand a word or care about anything that we were talking about <laughs> and I suddenly realised what it's like for him to see my shows <laughs> <laughs> like, we're we love each other yeah, we're all yeah, yeah. pretending to be interested because we love each other but <laughs> yeah. none of us are interested in what's happening so I find that really interesting because I talk also obviously about, a lot mm. about you know things that I would never directly talk to my parents about necessarily, mm-hmm. you know that. But then when they see the show, they'll ask about some of them. And well, it's not what like you're scared;
3: to, it just never comes up, right? It's not, not like I'm ever at a barbecue with mum and dad, and it's Christmas time, and I'm like, oh yeah, and they're like, do you want some? Yeah, I have a sausage. Oh, with oh, it's avocado and so that's nice. God doesn't exist, you yeah, know. <laughs> <laughs> because like, there's avocado on this. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, sand. It's, it's not one you can slip into conversation without, you know, sounding like an asshole. So. Particularly at Christmas. Yes.
0: Happy birthday, Jesus. Oh, by the way, I don't yeah. believe in any of this.
3: Yeah. I don't more in this importantly, birthday. though, my parents saw your show, Will, and they yes. loved it. Well, and I'm surprised a little bit, not well, because of like obviously you're a very good comedian, yeah. <laughs> not like having a dig. But I, I wouldn't have quite. My dad, first of all, requested to see your show. Oh, well, so he good. wanted to. He picked you because he's a big fan of the Gruen Transfer. Oh, see, yeah, but so that, that wavelength. is. But that is a little
0: scary because if someone just comes to my show only because they're, they're, they're a fan know. of the Gruen Transfer, yes, they're not going to necessarily. Um, yeah, like it, it's certainly a lot. Looser than that is,
3: but he's but you know, like they've been watching me, they've, been, around they've been watching me since I started. Right. So, the see all the galas would have seen you many times, right. but but they absolutely loved it. They were just raving about it, which is great, and they were quoting jokes and stuff. Oh, really? like they, they got lots of favorites here. Yeah. Oh, well,
1: that's yeah, good, yeah. That's I really was good.
3: really into it, and I and I, it's a pretty big compliment because they're they can be quite scathing too. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, they just. Because they don't really... Are they, no... are they reviewing for Chortle this year? <laughs> it is a bit like a Chortle review. They, they can kind
2: of cut to someone's soul a little bit right. sometimes. Well, your... Um, people might not know this, but Tom's mum was in his show <coughs> last year where she would get yes. up, uh, she would be revealed at the end and, and perform some stand-up. Yes. And uh, we were in adjacent rooms last year at the Melbourne Comedy Festival, except your show started half an hour before mine. That's right. Uh, so I would see you and your mum... On the way to the gig every night and what was amazing about his mum is she started taking on all the traits that we have as comedians. So yeah. there was one night where she complained that there wasn't a sold out sticker on the board when there should have been. There was another night where she wasn't happy with the sound. There was another night where she just thought the audience was a bit slow.
1: <laughs> and, they had to catch up. Yeah. and
2: every night she would come out with some ripper line yeah. and Tom and I would just meet eyes for
3: a moment and just go, Wow. Yeah it's and it was never on purpose. It like, was right. Yeah. And just to point out, like, she did, she's an amateur, so she'd done two gigs and then she did the comedy festival. That, that yeah. was her. That's her run. But, yeah, she'd, turn, she'd just shrug. How'd it go? You know, she'd shrug her shoulders. Oh, Wednesday, what can you do? Yeah. <laughs> 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 she just picked it all up. And she and it was actually a really fascinating ride for me too because I was backstage with my mum every night and I noticed that, like, I, I did start to... The closer I got... At first I just thought it was a really good idea because I was telling a long story about finding out that she was actually quite funny, which yeah. was a surprise, and so I thought it would be good to get her to do a spot as a surprise. But then when it got right up to the crunch, I was like, this is quite a big ask. She was quite nervous in the technical rehearsal on the right. day. and also because it's later in the show, I'm
0: assuming. Towards it's at the, the end. end, yeah. So essentially, like, her first gigs... Uh, have you doing support. Yeah, for an hour. For like an hour. An hour, an hour. Yeah. An hour of your best stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Like the world's like... worst MC. Right. I'll, ju- I'll just bring you straight on an hour later, and here she is.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. G'day, Steve <laughs> Bedwell, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> he devastated <laughs> me one year. No. Oh. But she was... Um... But I started to notice that emotional roller coaster of doing a festival. You know, I had to think right back to maybe the first time I did one. Right. So I had to monitor her, um, what's the word, like her enthusiasm a little bit because. She would, you know, if one wasn't that great, she would wear it, you know, she'd right. feel like she'd ruin the show sometimes and, and you're like, no, 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 it doesn't matter, who cares, it doesn't really matter, so you'd sort of have to help her out a little bit or yeah. she'd be, con- she was concerned about media night that reviewers are in, like somehow she caught into that and right. she wasn't worried that, you know, that she could ruin the show and the review and it's like, it doesn't matter, but yeah, yeah it was quite um, interesting. But I lived the festival through her eyes too. So it's sort of like she was just you know, happy to have a backstage pass, like seeing other shows, like walking around the hi-fi bar meeting comedians she'd seen on TV. So I sort of got that buzz back.
0: It's that first thing, doing all the things that later on we ignore. Like, you know, you get to the start of the festival normally these days and someone hands you your festival pass and you throw it somewhere and don't find it until the (laughs) festival finishes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
2: I haven't been to the hi-fi bar once this year. It's been great.
3: Oh, I've been there. Uh, I probably shouldn't be him because it's a good trick. I always go to the downstairs bar where the show was because in the downstairs bar, weirdly enough, even though there's a dance floor and people music, you can actually hear yourself speak, uh, unlike upstairs. And also, uh, the the... The upstairs bar, attract. there's a certain desperation in there, like not, not trying to be too judgmental, but there are people, especially if you're new to the festival, where you feel like if you're not there, you're not being seen somehow. Like that's the place to be where everyone is and where you're going to run into people. Whereas if you go downstairs, you just run into people who want to have a beer and have a chat. Yeah, <laughs> and you can hide in the shadows. And you can get to the bar quickly. That's Brad, Brad Oaks was alike. telling me at the shelf the other night. that he well, I was chatting to Brad downstairs. See, so yeah. I was chatting to all of them downstairs. Uh,
0: Brad said the big thing is two beers. He said you've always got to get two beers at the festival club. He said the greatest thing to do when you've got two beers in your hand is if you get caught in a conversation, you can go, oh, I'm so sorry, but... I've got to get this other beer to this person, and then yeah. you wander off. But if you just like having the conversation with the person, you've got two beers. Yeah. So like, like, you don't even have to go anywhere. <laughs> he said there's no downside to two beers. I'm like, oh, oh, that is is a really good idea.
2: <laughs> that is a... That is some... Uh, that's 100% Oxy yeah, as
0: well, well,
3: isn't it? I'm going to do that at home. One <laughs> <laughs> <Five> comes <cups> in. <laughs> I've gonna... yeah, I got I to give this beer to uh, <laughs> the, <to> the neighbour. <laughs> Wife doesn't come home? I got two beans. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is a great visual. It is, and it's it's frightening a bit that, that I am going to try it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to waste it. It's too good an idea. Yeah. <laughs>
2: You know, there's also the joking with the new comedian. Like, is, you know, if you the, the way we joke together is, you know, it's, it's, well, we've known each other a long time, so right. we'll go places that you shouldn't go with people that you don't really know what their last name is. Yeah. Right. You know? So, Absolutely. So in the middle of a joke, you can then turn around and go, whooshka, with something that is horrific for the rest of the world, but funny in context amongst us, mm. and you can really paint a bad picture of yourself.
0: Right. And, you know. I, and I think I get that wrong a bit. Because mm. I'm I'd like' cause firstly, if I've already made the, com- the the decision to go to the festival club, yeah. it means that I've already made a series of bad decisions leading up to that, <laughs> yes, like if I just went straight to the festival club like from in the afternoon, yeah, then I'd get there way too early, but b <laughs> like I would be fine, yeah. yeah, but the reason I've always got to the festival club is I've already been like, let's make some bad decisions, yes, so I feel like that probably is part of it, it's probably yeah. just me,
3: yeah I, I kind of treat it a bit like uh. The sport, or something like that, or the zoo. Actually, I just right. sort of—I I, always—I—I I, I always say I'm just going to go and have a look. And I do. That's probably more what I do. Right. I just sort of walk around, and just have a look. I like looking at everyone just yep. talking to each other and you're being like, crazy. You're like Spock. You just walk through and observe. <laughs> I am like
1: Spock.
3: <laughs> yeah. Spock with two beers. <laughs> That's my next year's festival. Yeah. So, smock with two, two beer. beers. Oh. Oh, what will I do for the poster? Oh, just, just a little dress-up. You know, draw good. parallels between Smok and my own life. That's the hour.
2: <laughs> <laughs> While holding two beers. <laughs> and then at the end of the gig, you decide whether you're going to give the beer to someone in the audience or if you've got to give it to someone else. That's, that's, the, the, that's the big
3: Kaiser. I've got to go and talk to another audience. Hey. <laughs> Oh, my God. That would be a good question. Right? Can you imagine? Oh, <laughs> oh But it is. God. Sometimes I just like to take it in. I like watching people dance, too. It sounds quite creepy because I'm married, so it's not a good look, you know. Yeah. People know I'm married and I've got a kid and I'm at the back of the room just like holding a beer watching people dance. <laughs> but I think people look funny when they dance. They do. And they're all... Ah, anyway. I mean, sometimes I get caught there a bit too long. Sometimes I That's think... why I have to stay in the shadows, which makes it worse. Yeah, that is, that's all that. <laughs> That's not better. And sometimes my pants get loose. And uh, Whatever. <laughs> right. uh-huh. Well, it's constricting, then, so I loosen right. my belt and, I, and sometimes I want to sit down. Yeah. So I sit down in the back, just loosen my pants and watch right. everyone dance in the dark. With a beer. With, yeah. <laughs> well, <you can't laughs> have to, With one beer.
0: Yeah, only one beer because <laughs> you need your other hand free. Yeah. <laughs>
3: nothing sus. <laughs> oh no definitely heaps of saucing. things oh I'm sorry I got everything's that
0: that's his yeah. other character <laughs>
3: <Everything> <laughs> well, I year like a couple of this is quite a few years about five years ago I saw someone rooting at the festival what like, really that was it Arch uh <laughs> No, or I don't know, know who It was—it <laughs> was, it was like the. Uh, sometimes
0: I think with arch, it just happens without him knowing. Yeah.
3: <laughs> sometimes it's it involuntary. Sometimes
0: it's like muscle memory.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was talking to him at the start of the at the start of the festival at the spleen bar, and he was making eye contact with me. It was unnerving me. And then I looked around. There were no women. Right. <laughs> I'm yeah. not used to him looking at me. <laughs> while he's talking. We've chatted for 14 years. Yeah. I reckon this was the first time he thought, fucking hell, it yeah. looks like George
0: Costanza. <laughs> <laughs> so they're actually having sex
3: in the festival. Yeah, right? yeah. So it was... Because um, yeah, so that's what
0: they're co- over to the comedy sides. does get people in the mood for it.
3: Yeah. Well, it, w- it wasn't during the show, that would be odd. Right. But, um, <laughs> but, yeah, it was, like, just after. But I was thinking that, I don't know, how does that become, a, you know, a smart thing to do? Like, do you... Well, you just get so focused, like you're just so into each other that you forget that you're well, out.
2: Well, no, you've just got to do it quickly before your partner
3: finds out.
0: Oh,
2: yeah. We've
3: got to do this now. they're
0: upstairs, yeah. they're, like, oh, yeah, caught we... in a conversation with the comedian. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they can't get out of them because they don't have two beers. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. <laughs> so you can go downstairs and knock off Arj Barker. <laughs> <laughs> get it over and done. <laughs> <laughs> quickly, get back upstairs. <laughs> All you have to do is sidle up to him and go, Arj, type three. <laughs>
1: Let's
0: go. <laughs> I'll give you a light at an Two set ice stuff
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. the guest of four I'm turning off the mic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, that's it. That's the podcast. That was some entertainment
3: for some people.
0: Yeah. Um, Tom, uh, after Melbourne Comedy Festival, where do
3: you go? Do you have shows or something on? Yeah, I'm going to the New Zealand Comedy Festival. Oh, that's a first time. And uh, I'm going over to the Perth Comedy Festival, doing two shows at the Astor Theatre. When are you in Perth? Uh, In the middle of May, I think 17th (sighs) and 18th thereabouts. That's that's devastating. I'm there at the start of May. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, Your show? Which one are you doing in Perth? Uh, I am doing four nights. So, oh, is I've it just like you stand up showing up? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice.
2: Yeah, it's the first time I've done a solo show. Right. Because I've come over and uh, I've either done the, the clubs or uh, I've done a lot of support for you over in Perth. They uh, so.
0: got rave reviews. Like you, you it, I, every time we're in Perth, yeah, always mention you more than they should in the review. Oh, right. and I...
2: <laughs> We've always talked about this. We've always talked about how I can only do so well, or it's going to put a kink yep. in the friendship. Yep. I've had some gigs that I thought are going to take off, and I've mm. I've just thrown in a dud routine to keep the friendship yeah, yeah, intact.
0: Yeah, <laughs> fucking fair enough. Yeah. that's why I pay you the medium-sized bucks. <laughs> not that big. Actually, you've got to go. You're doing your sh- shirt, so four nights whereabouts are you on? Uh, I'm at the Astor
3: as well so uh, So
0: people go and see those shows hmm. and uh, definitely New Zealand people we have some New Zealand listeners so please go and check out Tom
3: yeah Yeah, it's my first time there so I'd love to see you
0: Um, I am going to be doing some surprise gigs around town at the Sydney Comedy Festival nothing advertised um, but um, you know I'll be popping up at a few places because I'm in town for a few days and they've asked me to Uh, after that I'm going to Alaska um, which hopefully the details of which are up on my website by now but I'm going Mm. to Alaska to do comedy time have you ever been to Alaska
3: no no, you guys are just in Anchorage. Is there a club there? Um, I don't even know where it is. Oh. Yeah, it's four clubs. They might be digging it out right now, right out, out <laughs> of the mountainside. I don't really know anything
0: about Alaska. But no. before yeah. I get there, I'm going to do some googling.
3: Yeah, well, I not- read about it a bit on Wik- Wikipedia because I was interested because of the seropo- seropo- documentary yeah. and stuff like that. The main thing that surprised me was how small it is like population wise there's no there's not many people there right you'll be surprised and I think that yeah right. I also think it's the real well let's hope a
0: large way. percentage of them are fans of Australian comedy right?
3: <laughs> <Yes>, exactly <laughs> oh I reckon it's going to be what an amazing place to go yeah well
0: that's that's where I'm going I just thought yeah.
3: when they said do you want to go to
0: Alaska to do gigs I'm like Yep. I don't think I'm ever going to go to Alaska for any other reasons. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to hear about it. So, Alaska, and then I'm in London for two weeks at the Soho Theatre, and uh, then after that I've got gigs in the States and stuff, but I'll uh, plug them later on. Uh, I can You can find, find Tom on Twitter at... Uh, at nonstop Tom. Uh, Justin is Justin, at Justin Hamilton, but with a uh, zero instead of the... A I'm, zero at the last O. Yeah. Mm. Okay, cool. And I'm, of course, at uh, Will underscore Anderson. Thanks very much, guys. Cheers.